This ain't no get rich quick thing. Create your own economy. Cause we ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Learn from the queen of crypto, your host, Naja Roberts. Leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to the head of the crypto curve where we are creating Satoshi millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time. One Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is Wednesday, January 25th, and what a great day it is this day. I want to say happy birthday to all of my Cryptopians. If you need me to shout your birthday out, I just need you to send me a text message to 424-317-7373 so that I can say your name. I know somebody's birthday is today. So happy birthday to each and every one of you. I hope that your day is great and I hope you enjoy this entire day. In fact, take the rest of the week. Enjoy your week. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I am going to move into our cryptocurrency quote because we got to get moving because I want to make sure that you get this education today. We're picking up where we left off yesterday. And today's quote says, there is only one rule in the world of crypto and Bitcoin. Trust no one. That is coming from the crypto king. And there is only one rule in the world of crypto and Bitcoin, and that is trust no one. Do not trust, verify. And so I love that. I love that. That comes from the crypto king. And the reason why we pulled that quote today is because we are talking about altcoins. We are talking about altcoins, ladies and gentlemen, an alternative to Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. Um, is the heading. And then under cryptocurrency, you have all these different cryptocurrencies and some of them are, all of them are altcoins other than Bitcoin. So again, if you want to have an alternative to the fabulous thing, you go with altcoins. And so we went over why Bitcoin is important. If you missed that, you can catch it by going to KBLA, uh, KBLA1580.com, KBLA. 1580.com and you can listen to those prior talks about Bitcoin and how we got to where we are today. But today we're dealing with altcoins. Altcoins are cryptocurrencies. They all, like I told you about Bitcoin, they trade 24 hours a day, seven days a week. All coins are not created equal. Now I can write and talk to you all for hours about altcoins because of the fact that um, I'm a recovering coinaholic. And so because I'm recovering, things catch my eye. And I always am trying to find out specifically how phenomenal 
these new companies are. And I'm also looking at them for you, ladies and gentlemen. I want to make sure that you're okay. So I look at these different cryptocurrencies. I'm taking a look at the owners. I'm listening to them. I'm watching them. I'm sitting with them. I'm really trying to figure out where their hearts and their souls are. Are they there for the people? Or are they there for the profit? And there is a real big difference. And I don't even want to say a fine line because there ain't no fine line. Some of these coins are created specifically to extract funds from your bank account. And you have got to know that. I have got to tell you that. I have got to scream that. Ladies and gentlemen, these coins are pulling money out of your pocket, especially in our community. When we're talking to our black and brown community, a lot of people are saying, I lost my money with that Bitcoin stuff. And it was called this. It's not another form of Bitcoin, ladies and gentlemen. Bitcoin is Bitcoin. You have Ethereum. You got all these other different cryptocurrencies. All coins are not created equal. They all have different use cases. There's different reasons that they're being implemented. And you've got to know that they're not all the same. So as we move into this particular part of our education, you have got to understand Bitcoin is the great, great, grandfather of the cryptocurrency space and an altcoin, sometimes referred to as a SHIT coin, um, are alternatives to Bitcoin, coins that are being marketed so that you think that you're going to do just as good as you would if you had Bitcoin. So they'll tell you, get in this early because it's a tenth of a penny. Bitcoin is too expensive to buy. So get this. This is going to be the next Bitcoin. This is going to be the next this. And if you fall for that, you'll probably lose all of your money. And so to all of you, this is a critical part of this cryptocurrency space that you must understand. We're going to dive deeper into this when we come forward. This is KBLA Talk 1580. More with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. We started yesterday talking about Bitcoin specifically being the godfather of all cryptocurrencies. Again, there's over 30,000 cryptocurrencies out, out there. We're talking about Bitcoin, just explaining the basics, and then we'll get to the other coins as well. And so we talked about uh, why Bitcoin was important. And one of the uh, things that we need to know is that Bitcoin is decentralized. In my opinion, it is the only cryptocurrency out there that's decentralized, which means no one person owns it or controls it. Why is that important? Because everything else that we have done in this financial space has been something that someone owns and controls. Someone owns and controls Bank of America. Even though you put your money there, someone owns and controls it. And get these different cryptocurrencies, ladies and gentlemen, someone somewhere owns it. And I know that you could say the same for Bitcoin. However, the way the code was set up, it cannot be reversed. It cannot be tapped into. It cannot be changed. And so that's what still makes it decentralized, even though the pseudo-anonymous person, Satoshi Nakamoto, created it on the blockchain. It's still not touchable. 
Well, a lot of these other cryptocurrencies, even though they claim to be decentralized, are not decentralized because the owners and the individuals that created it, they have backdoors and different things that they can do to get back into these blockchains and uh, make some things happen. And so there is uh, something that you must know that there are different blockchains out there. Bitcoin has its own blockchain. Ethereum has its own blockchain. Several different uh, cryptocurrencies have their own blockchain. And so you just need to understand that as well. But again, Bitcoin, in my opinion, is the only one that's decentralized. The other ones are centralized. That's why you have the people from XRP in court fighting with the government to tell them that they don't have a company that is running securities. They want to be deemed something else. But the bottom line is, if you're in court, you're centralized. No matter what you're saying, or what, no matter what you do, you have a you have centralized coin. Also, why Bitcoin is huge is because it's distributed in everybody's computer. Every single person can go into today and see what's happening on the Bitcoin blockchain because it's on all of your computers. All you have to do is go to bitcoin.org, bitcoin.org, and you should be able to see every transaction that's happening on the blockchain. You can watch people send in $2. You can watch people send in $2 million. It is happening on the blockchain, and it is constant. It continuously moves uh, to ensure that um, everyone is knowing what is going on on that blockchain, which is full transparency. And that is the reason why Bitcoin is just phenomenal. In the past, we have not had full transparency. Right now, we don't have full transparency. Look at all the people that are going to Bank of America and saying, my money is missing. Where is the transparency? If you had a distributed ledger, if you were able to log into Bank of America and see where they sent your money and then there was a paper trail that they could show you, that is what uh, that is what is needed. And Bitcoin offers that in the distributed ledger. So I hope, hope that that really brings it home why this is so important. Bitcoin is all about transparency, full transparency. No one can lie about having something that they don't have. The powers that be cannot continue to say that they're doing something that they're not. Monies, you know, sometimes money is supposed to be donated. And I mean, if we think about this whole diversity and inclusion thing, if all of this stuff was on a distributed ledger, we'd be able to see how much Pepsi actually gave towards diversity and inclusion. We'd be able to see how much Nike actually gave if anything, to diversity and inclusion. And so these are the things that this distributed ledger actually brings us, and it's 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 happening with Bitcoin. And so we're really, really excited about that fact. And so I just want to just continue to uh, make sure that you understand that. And then next up, ladies and gentlemen, why Bitcoin is such a big deal and why it is the godfather of cryptocurrencies is because there will only ever be 21 million of these coins available. So some of the other cryptocurrencies that we'll talk about a little bit later, they are in a position where they are constantly being created. Bitcoin is not that. Bitcoin is created every 10 minutes and there's only a certain amount that's going out right now, that's 6.25%. Uh, coins, and that's going out every 10 minutes, and it's going to do that for the next uh, 100 or so years, actually. But 
it's not going to spit out always 6.25 coins. That's when we get into uh, every four years, Bitcoin tightens up and has less and less Bitcoin being created to cause that coin to be scarce. So when I am saying that we're dollar cost averaging our way to wealth and we are trying to stack as much Satoshis as possible, now you can see why it's so important that you get a piece of the pie. There's only going to be 21 million of them ever. If you have just a little bit of it, ladies and gentlemen, you're doing better than 98% of this entire world. So 21 million Bitcoin will all will be all that are ever created. There's also something good about this. When you run into someone in the streets that's talking to you about cryptocurrency and they're blabbing their mouth and they're talking about how much money they have and what they do and all these things. And I, I've seen it before. And I just kind of sit back and smile because I understand this space so well. And you will, too. But I've had somebody say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got two, three, four million of those Bitcoin. Now, you got to think about that. If they've got two or three million of those Bitcoin, then ah, chances are they're lying. They're not telling you the truth because a lot of Bitcoin has been lost thus far because people have lost their seed words. They've lost their passwords. They can't get back into accounts. They've thrown away computers that have Bitcoin on it. And somebody would be hard pressed right now to find somebody that has two or three million of these coins. There will only ever be 21 million created. And so it is scarce. We are in a good position. Our little $6 a day seems like a little $6, but we are doing some great things. And I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, you will not be sad in the very near future, but there will only be 21 million of these coins ever created. And I talked about scarcity. Almost 90% of the Bitcoin is already issued. Right now, there are 900 Bitcoins that are produced a day, but the total supply is almost all out. The last Bitcoin will be mined in 2140, 2140. And so there's not that much Bitcoin to be to be mined. We're already at 19 million something. So there's about another 2 million that need to be created. And uh, we're here for it, but just understand that there is some scarcity in this space, unlike Dogecoin and some of these other cryptocurrencies that have thousands and thousands and hundreds of millions of, of, of coins that are being created on a monthly basis. There's no way that that scarcity is going to help the value and the price of those coins. And so we talk about the divisibility of Bitcoin all the time. The smallest unit of a Bitcoin is called a Satoshi. There are 100 million Satoshis in one Bitcoin. So yes, a Bitcoin today is 22,000 or 23,000, depending on when you look at the numbers, uh, because the price goes up and down. But there are 100 million small parts, which means eventually, when all of the Bitcoin is said and done, when all 21 million is in circulation, then we start to break down from the 100 million mark down to the down to the Satoshi. And I am believing that one day, one Satoshi is going to be worth or equal to $1. Therefore, what my prediction is, is that eventually, not in my lifetime, probably not in my grandchildren's lifetime, that that uh, Bitcoin will be worth $100 million. 
And I'm almost sure about that just because of what I see in this technology and what I see taking shape in this world. And so I'm excited about that as well. And so that's the divisibility of Bitcoin. And then next we move into global acceptance. Now, Bitcoin is accepted all around the world. We know Bitcoin is less volatile than cash, especially in some of these other countries where just overnight inflation sets in and all of the wealth that the people hold is actually wiped out. But uh, due to Bitcoin's feature of being globally accepted, you can pretty much go anywhere in the world, even where Bitcoin is being banned people still accept Bitcoin. And so I want to make sure that you know that there is global acceptance around Bitcoin and it, and it makes it easier and easier to conduct transactions across borders, across boundaries and online. And so uh, Bitcoin is big for that particular reason. It's also portable, ladies and gentlemen. You can pick up and leave this country today with Whatever amount of Bitcoin you have in your possession, and no one would even know that you have it, try doing that with gold. Try doing that with, I don't know, try doing that with your money in the bank. Today is Sunday. You can't just pick up and leave because then you got to try to figure out how to wire or how to do whatever you need to do. And chances are you got to come into the bank. You got to show your ID. You got to tell them why you're making the transfer, why you're moving all your money over to Ghana or Nigeria or wherever you're moving it to, Switzerland, you got to explain those things. But when you have Bitcoin, it is very portable and you can move and do what you like at your leisure and you don't have to ask permission. And it is high time to stop having to ask permission to do with our money what we want to do with our money because we work for it. We worked hard for it. A lot of us have a lot of blood, sweat and tears uh, it put into what we have done to create the wealth that we have. And so it's time for us to be able to do what we want to do. So Bitcoin is very portable. No inflation. There is no inflation around Bitcoin because it is what it is. It is there's not an overabundance of it. There, it, it is the total opposite of them just being able to print money, which is causing inflation and not only causing inflation, they're causing hyperinflation to happen. And so we have to be very careful as we uh, take a look and continue to understand what this inflation is about. And I'm going to continue to teach about inflation and how it affects our community specifically. But Bitcoin does not have that attribute. And so I just want you to know that. Now, a lot of people ask, is Bitcoin going to replace monies around the world? And I'm going to say not initially, but I believe eventually it absolutely will. If we take a look at some of these other countries, they're already implementing these digital dollars. They have uh, the EU on. They have uh, there's just so many other. They have the e naira. There are just so many different digital currencies that are coming out on the fiat side. Now, remember, when these digital currencies come out, they're still going to be based on the fiat system and they're still going to have some problems if they're continuing to print money. Um, and continuing to just put money out into existence and there's nothing real uh, tangible about what they're doing to actually help individuals because people are going to continue to rise up and say we need to do better with this economic system. And so we've got to understand exactly how 
we play a part in that actual ability to change this monetary system and Bitcoin allows us to do that. Again, inflation is a big deal and not being a part of inflation is a bigger deal because inflation, in my opinion, is another way to raise prices, to get more money, to go back to the families that are used to controlling all the money. Again, wealth does not go anywhere. Money does not go anywhere. It just flows out of one hand into the next. And if we can continuously remember that it flows from one hand into the next, we're going to be good in this space because what we're trying to do right now is we're trying to get Bitcoin to flow from one hand into our hands and we're holding it and I'm holding it, not you. You don't have to hold it. You can do whatever you want to do holding it uh, because I just know that in the very near future, my children's children's children and my children uh, will definitely benefit from my having stacked Bitcoin in my portfolio. And so inflation, inflation, go away. Bitcoin is not here for that. And so also you need to know that Bitcoin trades 24-7. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it does not shut off. It does not allow for the financial markets to catch up and reset themselves. I firmly believe that when the market shut down on Friday, it gives them the ability to manipulate and reset and jumpstart the economy by allowing, um, by having uh, time to just really get things in place. Bitcoin doesn't do that. So with Bitcoin trading 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it makes everything fair. Everything is really at face value, in my opinion. And so when you're looking to trade Bitcoin, hopefully that you're not uh, right now. Now, there are going to be major opportunities out there in the very near future, and you may have things that you need to buy, that you may have things that you need to do. You might just want to cash out. Uh, but you really need to know that because Bitcoin is trading 24 hours a day, seven days a week and different things are happening in different time zones. All of those things dictate the price of Bitcoin. And so when someone asks me, Naja, what do you think the reason Bitcoin is up or Bitcoin is down? Yes, it has to do with the news. It has to do with the things that are happening in the cryptocurrency space. But for the most part, the reason I love Bitcoin is because we the people are the one that dictate the price. So if I am willing to sell my Bitcoin to you for 21,000 and you're willing to buy it, we have just set that price point up. Well, in a centralized space, they tell you what it's worth. They don't allow it to be organically derived. And so I really, really appreciate this cryptocurrency space. And ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we are going to continue this cryptocurrency conversation. You are listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve on KBLA Talk 1580. We may be LA's newest talk station, but when you're punching above your weight, it's not about whether you can throw a punch. Can you take a punch? We're unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. And we don't black down. KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. We are going to jump into some cryptocurrency articles that you have to know about. 
because someone else is going cashless. I know I told you in the first segment on Monday to please go to YouTube and watch a segment called China's Almost Cashless Society so that you can start to understand where the world is moving, where the United States has got to go because they have no other choice. But ladies and gentlemen, in the news, who is going cashless? Norway. They have their digital currency project and it raises some privacy questions. At this point, they have a test network in the Norwegian CBDC space. It uses not the public Ethereum ecosystem, but a private version of an enterprise blockchain called Hyperledger Bisu. Now, I got to tell you that this small Nordic country of Norway may not be particularly notable on the global crypto map, but it has a 22 blockchain solution provider that is going to help the nation stand out, even at a regional level, because what they are trying to do is phenomenal. It is absolutely phenomenal. And they have a race to test it and implement it in their central bank before anyone else. And so uh, the Scandinavian nation is also taking an active stance on its own national digital currency. In fact, it was among the first countries to begin the work on the CBDC back in 2016. So this isn't something, ladies and gentlemen, that is just popping up. This has been happening and they've been working on this in the background, but they are saying that they are going to drop cash. And whose cash are they dropping? They're going to drop their own cash, but they're also going to drop United States cash if it is being accepted. And so in the recent years, among uh, the rise of the cashless payment methods, they are concerned that uh, they don't want illicit transactions to happen. And some of the Norwegian banks have actually moved to remove cash options altogether. Why are they removing cash options? Because I've been telling you all that most illicit transactions are done with cash. And because this is happening all around the world, people are looking for a better way to reconciliate, to track cash and all of those things or track, uh, track money, excuse me. And so with them going to this CBDC, this central bank digital currency, is going to really help them uh, stop having to use cash as a means of payment in the entire country. And right now there is approximately 50 billion of their kroner, that's the that's their that, that's their uh, currency that's in circulation, and the Norges Bank can only account for forty percent of its use. That means that sixty percent of the money usage is outside of any control. And again, if you're listening to me, we're talking about cycles. We're talking about government. We are talking about the fact that our government wants to be in control. Their government wants to be in control. And if 60% of the money usage is outside of their control, they've got to figure out how to get it back up under their control. And so these CBC, CBDCs give them the opportunity to have currency that they control 100%. So uh, there are several 
Norwegian banks that are refusing to accept cash. If you do not believe me, go ahead and Google it. There are branches that are saying they're no longer handling cash because they want to make sure that they can kind of wrangle in what's happening with spending. They can wrangle in using the money, what they're using it for and all of those things. And the blockchain allows them to do that. But this blockchain, ladies and gentlemen, is not a decentralized blockchain. It is a centralized blockchain. And so tomorrow we'll be talking about what a blockchain is, how it works and all those things. So you won't be left in the dark on that. But they have their own blockchain. This is centralized. So when they need to go in and make changes, they can go in and make changes. When they need to go in and seize your money, they can go in and seize your money. They can't do that with Bitcoin, but they can definitely do it with the central bank digital currency. So, again, this um, digital currency is being put out by the Norwegian government, and they are really ex excited about it. They said that their experiment is in the phase uh, that it will come to light at the beginning of uh, July. So June 2023, they should be done with their experiment, and they will get the recommendations from their central bank, and then they're going to implement this prototype however they see fit. And so I don't know about you all, ladies and gentlemen, but the more I see countries, even small countries that are taking the step to get into the digital currency space, the more and more I realize that we've got to have the digital currency that matters because the Norwegian bank does not have open source code. It does not allow everybody to see it. It does not allow everyone to have say so as to how it functions. But they're implementing it anyway, which means you're going to have to do what they say, when they say, and how they say in order to be able to spend your money. And so it's happening. And so they want to make sure that their Norwegian uh, constituents, and I quote, are in good standing with good starting points for learning as much as possible in their collaboration with their constituents to partner with them so that they understand how important it is that they use CBDCs moving forward so that they're able to access their money. Because if they continue to shut down cash in this particular region of the world, people are going to continue having a problem getting their money out. And so this is what they're saying. And they're also saying that this CBDC is going to be crash-proof crypto. And they're also telling their people that it's going to be cash proof crypto trading for anyone that's sick and tired of waiting on Bitcoin. So you go figure. If you're sick and tired of waiting on Bitcoin, then come and get our CBDC from this Norwegian bank or all the banks in Norway. So this is pretty interesting, ladies and gentlemen. And I just find it interesting that they're always pitting something against Bitcoin. Everybody that's always trying to sell or make a point about how fabulous their CBDC is or whatever it is they're doing, they're always talking bad about Bitcoin. So let them talk bad about Bitcoin. You just keep doing your Satoshis, but I want you all to know that this joint exploration is happening with the central banks of Israel, as well as Norway and Sweden on how they can use these CBDCs and how they can use them for cross-border payments. 
within the framework that they wanted to be in. So again, buyer beware in terms of hopes and fears of what defines this Norwegian CBDC project is only uh, the regulation. Man, it's just this. This is just something to see, something to understand. It's happening. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we are going to uh, talk about what is next uh, coming up tomorrow with blockchain technology and understanding blockchain because it is important. And uh, just like I was stating a few minutes ago, as it relates to this Norwegian Central Bank CBDC project, anybody can create a blockchain. But is it immutable? Is it decentralized? All of those things are quite frankly the most important piece. Because if we keep doing the same thing that we've been doing, we're going to keep getting the same thing that we have gotten in the past. This is KBLA Talk 1580. New money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, welcome forward, welcome forward. For those of you that would like to ask me a question, you can go to NajaRoberts.com and click on Ask Naja Roberts. There's a form that's going to come up, and you can actually put your question there, and I will answer it live on the air. Also, if you would like for me to give you a shout out for your birthday, please feel free to send me a text message at 424-317-7373. Again, that number is 424-317-7373. So the question for today, someone asked me if they should consider going back to school to get a degree in cryptocurrency or blockchain. So my humble opinion is the answer to that is no. I don't feel like that you should be going to school to get any type of special degree in the cryptocurrency and the blockchain field because it's not recognizable. I mean, people can say, you know, I got a degree, I got a master's in this, I got a master's in that, uh, but I don't think it's necessary right now for the job field. Uh, I mean, the, the work I, I just don't see it being feasible. I see people spending thousands of dollars to become certified in a thing that you can learn just like you're learning here. You can learn here. You can dig a little bit deeper. There's a lot to learn, but I don't think that you need a certification or any type of degree moving forward to be in this space. And I don't think as this space grows, you're going to need to have certifications or anything like that because the way that this ecosystem is set up is just totally different than the traditional space. And so I think we try really hard to bring traditional things into new spaces. And this is just, there's just a whole new different time for this. Somebody that may have a degree is definitely still going to get burned because they don't really understand the ins and outs of just somebody that's in the space and they're bumping their heads and they're figuring things out. I'm more likely to know more than somebody that is a, got a degree in this because I'm in it every single day. And I think as companies beginning begin to hire moving forward, they want to know more of what you know and what experience you have more than what your degree looks like. And so I would just caution individuals not to spend money on some of these big, high, expensive uh, uh, programs that are out there. There's 
there are actually courses that are being offered for free at MIT and some of these other big Ivy League schools. You can just get in there and see if you can get some of this education for free. You can go to Udemy. You can pay $9 for different certifications. Don't spend thousands of dollars trying to get yourself a cryptocurrency degree or a blockchain degree. When somebody even tells me they have one, I just I don't laugh in their face, obviously, but I am quietly smiling. Because it was, in my opinion, it was really an unnecessary uh, unnecessary thing you were doing unless you're going in there to learn about coding or unless you're going in there to learn how to actually reconstruct and create a blockchain or some type of development type project, but not just a degree in Bitcoin or a degree in blockchain uh, or anything like that. So I just want to make sure that we're doing the best thing that we could be doing and we're not sending our kids to school to to rack up more fees for tuition when they definitely don't need it to be in this space they got to get in here they've got to get some knowledge but uh these educational times are way less expensive than those four-year degrees than those master degrees and some of those other things now technology i'm going to continue to say we must add technology to whatever it is we're trying to do in this life because technology is where it's going and that's you know that's that's where i would say and suggest that you learn how to program and do some of those other things before you get a degree in blockchain or cryptocurrency so ladies and gentlemen when we come forward we're going to jump into our daily dollar cost average. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Looking for legitimate political discourse? Without the bear spray, tune in and speak out. KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. All right, everyone. It is time for our daily dollar cost average. You know what I say, a DCA a day keeps poverty away. And so what we are doing is dollar cost averaging our way to wealth. And as you know, every day live on air, I buy $6 worth of Satoshis. A Satoshi is the smallest increment of a Bitcoin, just like a penny is the smallest increment of a dollar. There are a hundred pennies in a dollar, but there are 100,000 Satoshis in a Bitcoin. And so I want to make sure that you understand that you never have to buy a whole Bitcoin. You can buy fractional pieces of Bitcoin. We do it every day. We do it with just $6 a day. And so what I want you to do is take out your cell phones and go to your Black Wall Street wallet. And we are going to buy on the Black Wall Street wallet. If you haven't already downloaded the wallet, you can find it on your app store or your play store. But what we're going to do is click on this purple circle in the middle and it has two white arrows that click. And then you go to buy Bitcoin. You click on six dollars and it allows you one time once a month or you set it up and forget it. You can set it up and forget it, but every single day we're doing this manually just because I want you all to see how this actually works. But we're going to click on $6 one time. Today, I'm going to put it in my designated wallet, which is my KBLA Talk 1580 wallet. I'm going to hit continue. And voila, I have just purchased $6 worth of Satoshis. And I'm getting less Satoshis today than I could a week ago only because the price of Bitcoin is going up. And so we 
do dollar cost averaging because it helps us get rid of the volatility. We buy when the market is high, we buy when the market is low, and so it evens itself out. And I'm excited about this. And by April 1st, you will see how much Bitcoin I have amassed by just doing a simple $6 dollar cost average. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, y'all don't touch that dial. It is time to make way for the D.L. Hughley Show. I want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me, your host, Naja Roberts, on this fabulous day as we talk to you on Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one day at a time, one family at a time, one Bitcoin at a time and one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. You're listening to Naja Roberts on the head of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Naja Roberts. No underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Naja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Or get left behind Create your own economy Let's get ahead of the crypto curve KBLA 1580 Santa Monica